Hello, and welcome to this profile episode of the History of Yugoslav Football podcast. This time, we look at the first Yugoslav player to hoist the European Cup, doing so in his third European Cup final, Velibor Vasevic. From Posarevac in the north of Serbia, just prior, born just prior to World War II, Vasevic was the ninth child of tax clerk Zivoyan and his wife Yelika, and his childhood nickname was simply DC9, in honour of him being the ninth. The family themselves were torn apart by the war. Zivoyan spent four years in prison by the Nazis, while Velibor's older siblings joined the partisans. Once the war was over, Velibor moved to Belgrade with his family, under the patronage of his uncle David Lasevich, who was well-connected within the security services. He was first introduced to football on starting his secondary school and joining local side Novi Beograd, signing a contract that paid him simply in shoes. Such was his family's poverty, he had previously been playing only in clogs or ski boots. Aged 15, he was seen by partisan coach Florian Matikalo. Now Matikalo in his own right was some player. Six years at Gdansky during World War II and a year at Partizan, scoring the club's first ever goal. He would eventually go on to manage Partizan on multiple short occasions. The 15-year-old Vasevic joined up at the same time as Fasluzin Yusufi and Vladica Kovacevic. Along with the Sebenach brothers already at the club, they became known as Matikalo's babies. And when they all graduated into the Partizan first team, the generation itself just became known as the babies. In 1958, Vasevich would graduate to the full first team and spend five seasons at the club before doing the unthinkable, joining Sven's Fiesta. The spell itself was tied into the future of Fatul and Yusufi. Both hit the first team at the same time and, as such, both had had contracts that ran out at the same time. Vasevich's uncle, David, was on the partisan board as part of his political duties, so the feeling had been that while the club needed to spend to keep Yusufi, Vasevich would just stay anyway because of family. Instead, Vasevich went across the city and asked Fiesta to name their price, and they did. Vasevich would spend six months at Svenis Fiesta, even to the point of getting death threats from the intelligence agency, before Partisan decided they were willing to stump up the catch to bring him back. Over the winter break, Partisan agreed a deal with Vasevich, but Svesta expected him to run out his contract with them. Eventually, Vasevich was able to arrange the deal using the head of the intelligence agency itself, Alexander Rankovic, as the mediator between player and clubs, with Vasevic returning to Partizan and Sviestan Sevenach going the other way for what would be a short spell at the Marikanar. Partizan were happy to have Vasevic back, but also considered his actions to have been a little more than blackmail, particularly given that he was now very handsomely paid. The result was a split around him in the squad and the board itself with major names on each side to the point that some players went on strike for a game against Vardar, including Milan Galic and Yusufi. The dispute went so far that even Tito himself got involved and moved the disputing board members out of the club 
and out of Serbia itself. The team eventually came back together thanks to a friendly against AC Milan, in which Vastovic bled for the team after an on-field bench-clearing brawl that spilled into the crowd and only ended when the army came in with belts and started whipping those in the brawl. After scoring in the Partizan's European Cup final against Real Madrid, Vasovic then moved on to Ajax to be one of the first pieces in place of total football. Vasovic's role was simply to allow everyone else to play around him. Rinas Michels would describe what he added in one word, character, and had brought him in for two purposes. The first, to provide an experienced classy player at the back with which to permit total football to take root. And the second, to provide someone who had quite literally been to the top and almost won it all. Johan Cruyff himself would state that he didn't know that a player so professional could exist until he played with Vasovic. Much like his previous move, it would be a bit of a trial. Vasovic didn't have an agent, so literally funded his own little road trip around Europe trying to sell himself to clubs. After 1860 Munich and Borussia Dortmund both turned him down, Ajax came to him just before he was about to dismiss the idea altogether and return to Belgrade. In 145 Dutch league games, he would score 13 times, win three titles and three cups, and become the side's first ever foreign captain. He would be the, the only Ajax scorer in the 1969 European Cup final loss, scoring from the spot and bringing Ajax to 2-1 down as they eventually lost 4-1 to AC Milan. He would then captain the side to the European Cup in 1971 retiring after that season due to complications from his asthma. For the national team, he would play 32 times, scoring twice against Belgium and Norway, but didn't appear at any major tournaments. After leaving Ajax, he immediately returned to Partizan to coach from the start of uh, 1972 to autumn 1973. After that, he would have notable coaching spells in France, a year at Angers and two separate seasons at PSG, with a season at Zamalek and two seasons even at Svenesvieste, before rounding his career off at Bellinzona, before retiring to Belgrade to, essentially, professionally annoy the FA and Miljan Miljanic, going to the point of setting up his own anti-FSJ lobby group. After the fall of Slobodan Milosevic, he even attempted to stage a quite literal failed coup of the FA, invading the building with a dozen bodyguards and attempting to physically seize control of football in the former Yugoslavia. After what can only be described as one of Yugoslav football's most eventful lives, he died aged only 62 of a heart attack in 2002. Filippo Vasovic stands above many as a figure who not just was a great inside Yugoslavia, but also as a great in all of European football itself. A man who was perhaps, if not one of the standout figures that you think of when you first think of total football, was the man whose presence allowed total football itself to grow, which allowed European football itself to evolve beyond the 1960s and into what many would describe as the modern era. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time.